You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Age of Radio. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me, as always, once again, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. It's the weekend. Finally get to relax a little bit. Slept in a bit today. I was like, what? I don't usually do that, so that was pretty cool. That's nice. I'm nice and be nice. I slept in a little bit, too. So I was up until about 3 a.m. this morning, so... Yeah, I was up till about two, so <laughs> you know the feeling. I guess I wasn't. I guess I didn't really sleep in, but it felt like it because it was like eleven o'clock when I woke up. So right, usually around here, it doesn't matter what time I go to bed, I get up early. So <laughs> right, I know the feeling. All right, man, but we got some AEW talk to go over. You ready? Let's do this, brother. All right, so AEW Rampage from the January fourteenth show. Trent Beretta, or sorry, Trent Beretta. Took on Adam Cole in the first match of the night. So Cole would go in for a pump kick, but Trent would dodge it. Trent fired back with chops to Cole's chest. Cole used a knife, uh, a knee strike, sorry, on Trent. But Trent rallied back with an overhead throw. Trent then hit a low drop kick on Cole, and Cole was sent out of the ring. Cole swept out Trent's legs, and Trent crashed hard onto the arena floor. Cole pulled Trent back into the ring and nailed him with a uh, neck breaker. Cole's pump kick, next pump kick, uh, landed. And then uh, Trent was sent back to the outside. Cole attempted a Panama Sunrise off the apron, but Trent countered that with a backdrop. Trent charged at Cole, and Cole moved out of the way of a spear. Trent's momentum sent him headfirst into the steel barricade. Adam Cole mounted Trent for the uh, ground and pound attack. 
Trent got up to his feet though and deadlift uh, German suplex with a deadlift German suplex on Cole. Trent followed that up with a swinging DDT, good for a near fall on Cole. Then Trent met uh, Cole on the top turnbuckle and spiked Cole with an avalanche brainbuster. Trent hoisted up Cole, but Cole would escape and counter with a backstabber. Trent managed to catch Cole off guard with a half and half. Cole came back though with a brainbuster on his knee. The momentum shifted when Trent hit the pile driver on Cole on the apron. Trent was trying for a strong zero, but Cole countered with a destroyer. Somehow Trent kicked out of the pin attempt, and Trent uh, blocked a Panama Sunrise with a suplex and then a lariat. Trent then charged at Cole, but Cole super kicked Trent in the face and then uh, to the back of the neck. Cole tried another Panama Sunrise, but Trent uh, cut, crunched Cole with a strong zero. Cole, though, would get his foot on the ropes and outside the ring. Mayhem broke loose as both factions began to brawl. The ref turned his attention to everything going on the outside, and Cole took advantage with a low blow on Trent and scoring a pin over Trent Beretta. Yeah, man. Uh, as usual, a fa- two factions get involved. They're, you know, they distract the referee and then screw this thing over dude it was actually a good match i actually watched this one and it was it was pretty good uh but i did find out i think that uh trent beretta now has uh covid so oh. yeah so he's in COVID, covid protocol now well hopefully adam cole doesn't end up in covid protocol soon because they just had that match right all right next up we had the chairman sean spears with wardlow taking on andrew everett Andrew uh, shoulder Spears into the in the midsection, but Spears caught Andrew with a, a C4 and pinned him. So we had a squash match right off the bat. Spears would grab the mic. Uh, is he really the best in the world? What about me? I traveled the same roads. I shed blood. I was the guy that was not supposed to make it. Who, who am I is easy to explain. What I am is much more complex. I'm the guy that Max says to ensure a message is delivered. Uh, so punk, I don't play with the line within the lines. There will be no warning, and I'll never apologize. I'm the guy you don't see coming. There is a reason they call me the chairman. Uh, people, oh, there is a reason why they call me the chairman. People, one swing, and I'll make sure you remember me forever. Next week, punk, you're in here with a 20 year vet. You can't hang anymore, and I realize that in this business. Uh, let's see here. Eh. Seven years off is seven years too long. I'm going to expose you in five days, Punky. The chairman cometh. Uh, yeah, and the whole time he's doing this promo, mm-hmm. Warlow's in the back, just like, just like got this look on his face, like you guys are full, of, you're full of crap, dude. <laughs> I think Warlow's getting tired of being, you know, the henchman for him and uh, MJF. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, and and the crowd started chanting Warlow. So. <laughs> yeah, so if that, that tells you anything, that, that he's full of shit, and so is uh, MJF. All right. Yeah, man. All right. Next up, we had a trios match. Where we had Chris Statlander, Red Velvet, and legit Layla Hirsch taking on Nyla Rose, Penelope Ford, and The Bunny. Layla would tag herself in uh, before her partner Chris Statlander can even make a move. Nyla Rose landed Layla into the opposite corner of the ring. Nyla hit then a belly-to-belly suplex on Layla, but Statlander would grab a tag. The Bunny and Chris Statlander exchanged elbow blows. Red Velvet tagged in, and Chris slammed Red Velvet onto the Bunny for a near fall. Layla then tagged in and worked over the Bunny. Layla and Chris argued over a tag, and in the meantime, Red Velvet tagged in. 
Penelope Ford tagged in for her team, and she and the Bunny double teamed Red Velvet. Nyla Rose tagged in and chokeslammed Red Velvet for a near fall. Nyla then sat out with uh, sat out with a senton, but Red Velvet moved out of the way. Statlander tagged in and cleaned house. Statlander used a gourd buster on Ford for a near fall. Statlander avoided a cutter from Ford. Statlander then applied a scorpion crab on Penelope Ford. Uh, Vicky distracted the ref and the bunny was able to interfere. Statlander blasted the bunny with a blue thunderbomb for a near fall. Layla used a blind tag, but Statlander didn't want to tag out. They argued and allowed the bunny to roll up Layla for the pin. Yeah, man, sometimes that's how it goes. A little distraction and you get rolled up for the pin. Right, that's why if you working with people you don't normally work with or have issues with, that's where things come out and unravel for your tag team. <laughs> yeah, and I think i seen this from the get-go because the way the match started, it was just, you could tell they weren't going to get along. It was like, <laughs> and that's usually how it, en- how it ends if they don't. So, mm-hmm. is what it is. Absolutely. All right, Jay Lethal came out to confront Absolute Ricky Starks. Lethal, Starks, you've been talking about me this entire episode. Ever since you became the FTW champion, I noticed there isn't a long line of challengers. Maybe it's because you're not worried about picking out your wardrobe for the day instead of wrestling. So I'm going to issue a challenge to you. Jay Lethal against Ricky Starks for the FTW World Championship. Ricky Starks stood up and walked over to face off with Lethal. Neither man backed down, and the AEW referees had to separate Lethal and Starks. This also, I actually managed to catch this one because you were watching this part when I was at work, but I came out on break. It was funny, too, because he also said, also probably because AEW doesn't even recognize the FTW World Championship as an official title. Yeah. <laughs> Which was yeah, funny. Yeah, so it means more to, to, it means more to Ricky Starks than anything, so I think that's probably why Jay Lethal wants to go after it. It's just because it means so much to him. So there you go. Right. And, and of course, it's technically Taz's title that yeah. he just gives to whoever he feels like, basically. In his faction, I guess. Yeah. So uh, we might as well get it all out of the faction's hands and make a good storyline for a little bit. So. All right. Next up, we have the AEW World Tag Team Championship match. This was the main event for Rampage that night. Champions Jurassic Express, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy with Christian Cage taking on Dark Orders, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds, accompanied, of course, by the rest of the Dark Order. This match had me excited. Oh, yes. Because, obviously, Jungle Express, I've actually been a fan of since they debuted, since AEW's debuted. I was so excited when they finally got their tag title opportunity, and, what, and again, because they've already had one, but I got another shot at it, and this time came through and got it. And then I've actually kind of been enjoying the Dark Order. Um, and I know it's been kind of weird for them uh, with Brody Lee's passing. Um, because I know they're supposed to have the technical leader and stuff. And they don't really have one. They're kind of just doing their own thing right now. But I've actually been enjoying them. They kind of went from that weird attacking group to now kind of a more... More comical. Comical com- group. But it was nice that they actually had... I uh, got away from that. I don't like the whole attacking thing. Yeah. When it's that big of numbers, you know, shield was one thing cause it was just three of them. Yeah. But when you, it was kind of like a weird, like Nexus kind of thing, which I didn't like. Yeah. I never liked the Nexus, um, get or the, whatever they call themselves. I, I hate that. that they do this ever since the NWO came mm-hmm. out, the NWO and DX, 
every wrestling company tries to find that that it mm-hmm. thing, you know. So absolutely. All right, so here we go. Let's get into that tag team title championship match. All right, Jungle Boy and Alex Reynolds would tie up, both looking for the early advantage. Jungle Boy took down Reynolds with a drop kick. Luchasaurus would tag in and chop Reynolds right to the throat. Uh, Jungle Boy would tag back in and use a step uh, stepping senton onto Luchasaurus and then down onto Reynolds for a near fall. John Silver tagged in and blasted Jungle Boy with a big high boot. Uh, Silver back uh, backdrop Jungle Boy. Silver then hit a cannonball on Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy was going for a Topa Suicida, but Silver caught him and hoisted him up, and Reynolds would hit his own Topa Suicida onto Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy made the tag to Luchasaurus, and Luchasaurus used the size advantage to hit Silver and Reynolds with running splashes. Luchasaurus also chokeslammed Silver onto Reynolds for a two count. Silver hoisted Jungle Boy onto his shoulders, but Jungle Boy escaped and German suplexed Silver. Jungle Boy met Reynolds on the top turnbuckle. Silver jumped onto the turnbuckles too. Luchasaurus grabbed them from behind and powerbombed Silver while Jungle Boy crashed onto Reynolds. Silver and Reynolds used thrust kicks on Jung- uh, Luchasaurus. They isolated Jungle Boy and swarmed him with awesome offensive sequence. Jungle Boy barely escaped the jackknife pin attempt. Jungle Boy then sent Silver into Evil Uno uh, onto the outside with uh, Huracarana. Jungle Boy nailed Reynolds with a destroyer for a very near fall. Luchasaurus though booted John Silver. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus would then employ impressive tandem offense to allow Luchasaurus to pin Reynolds and retain their AEW tag titles. Yes, man. We, we love uh, Jurassic Express and, mm-hmm. and good to see them uh, be able to defend their titles and, and, and come out with the W. Absolutely. It was fantastic. Uh, great episode, of course, and a, a great way to end the mat- night with a great championship match. Man, I just wish they would move that to a two-hour show instead of a one-hour show. True. That would be awesome. That, that nice. would be awesome because it would give more talent, more room to to um, showcase their talents. Definitely. All right. So on AEW Dynamite, as we switch gears this past Wednesday, Dynamite opened with the return of John Moxley. So Moxley would come out a little while ago. He fell asleep on a plane, landed in his city, and he woke up in a, uh, from a bad dream. I don't remember anything about everything about it, but I remember I was on the side of the road and dirt in my face. Oh, in the dirt, my face bruised and cut. There was a black cloud hanging over me, a demon that's been following me around my whole life. This cloud was laughing at me. All the stuff that happened to me, that cloud, that cloud, this demon asked me, did you really think you were going to make it out? I woke up before I answered him. Nobody gets out of life unscathed, but it's important the ones that are, but the important ones are the scars we carry on the inside. Sometimes we try to hide them, but those are the scars we should be proud of. Those are scars that make us the people we are. Nobody's perfect. If everyone was perfect, the world would be a boring place. Everyone should be able to stand up and uh, stand up scars all in all and say, hey, this is me. I'm sure there are plenty of people that want to write me off. If you want to doubt me, I'll tell you the same thing I told that demon. You can take all that and shove it up your ass. I don't run from demons. For everyone that had my back, thank you. Buckle up. We're going for a ride in 2022. Now more than ever, I am truly free. I've been to hell. I wouldn't recommend it, but it's very liberating. So if there's anybody in the AEW who thinks they can put me through hell, more hell than I've already been through, know this. You thought I was dangerous before. These days, I'll drink. all I drink is blood. Yeah, man. And let's not forget to mention, I guess they didn't mention in the notes how he, no, had, to, they didn't. he had to tell a... 
Uh, somebody said some smart ass comment and he told him to fuck off and told security to get him out of there. And you could actually hear on TV. They didn't bleep it out. Mm-hmm. He said fuck off. Right. Um, and I, I believe, to be honest too, when, when somebody uh, picks on somebody that it comes out and says, hey man, I got a problem. I actually have you know, a drinking problem or whatever the case is. Whatever addiction that person has, if that mm-hmm. person is brave enough to come out and say, I have this problem, do not pick on that person. Right, absolutely. It's just disrespectful and wrong. It definitely is. And it, and uh, from what I could see of him from his recent return, he looks so much better. He looks healthy, dude. Yeah. He doesn't look red. He doesn't look swollen. Um, that I knew when he was when he first got to the... AEW and went from him being pretty skinny to looking kind of red and like he had blood pressure problems, like something was going on. Mm-hmm. Like you could see it in his physical demeanor that something went wrong, but you couldn't really quite put your finger on it what it was. Absolutely. So I mean, I'm I'm glad that he's getting the help that he needs and he's ready to come back and he can you know enjoy what he loves doing. That's wrestling, baby. Absolutely. All right, so next up, we had MJF backstage with Wardlow. MJF apologized to Wardlow for losing his cool last week, but MJF said he couldn't allow Wardlow to put his hands on him again, so he had to dock his pay. MJF said that tonight Spears was going to show the world and Wardlow how to get the job done against PG Punk. Sure he is. PG Punk? Yeah. Is that what they call him? Yep. That's in the notes. All right, next up, we had a mixed tag match. Fresh Squeeze, Orange Cassidy, and Chris Statlander taking on Adam Cole and AEW Women's World Champion, Dr. Britt Baker. Are you ready for this one? Let's do it, brother. We've been waiting for this one. Mm -hmm. Statlander tried to square up with Britt, but Britt immediately tagged out to Cole. Orange Cassidy came into the ring, but Cole tagged out to Britt. Statlander tagged in and scooped Baker and slammed her. Chris went for the Big Bang Theory, but Britt escaped and tagged out to Cole. Orange Cassidy hit a flying crossbody on Cole. Orange tried to hit, uh, for a swinging DDT, but Cole pushed him away and then blasted him with a thrust kick. Orange rallied back with a swinging DDT, but Cole rolled to the outside of the ring. Baker charged uh, in with charged in, sorry, but Chris booted her and then planted Baker with a delayed standing vertical suplex. Statlander connected with a pendulum moonsault onto Baker onto the outside of the ring. Orange and Chris celebrated, but then Cole and Baker landed with a pair of super kicks on their opponents. Stantlander whipped Baker into the turnbuckles and ran into her with a forearm smash. She followed that up with a blue thunderbomb on Baker for a near fall. Baker rolled up Chris with a black uh, backslide sorry, uh, for a near fall on her own. Brett then used a swinging neck breaker on a Stantlander. Orange and Cole traded shots. Cole would connect uh, with kicks to Orange, but Orange would counter with a uh, stun dog millionaire. Uh, Baker then hit a blind tag and curb stomped Orange. Uh, Stantlander then tagged in and planted Baker for a near fall. Cole used himself as a human shield to cover Brett Baker, but Stantlander hit them both with an area fi- uh, area four five area four five one. Sorry, splash. Nah. <clears throat> Orange hit Cole with a beach break. Orange Cassidy removed his elbow pad, but Cole retreated to the ramp. Cassidy tried to hurl himself over the rope, but uh, Cole landed with a super kick onto Orange. Uh, Brett Baker then uh, did a blindside or blindsided Chris with a kick and then drilled her with a Pittsburgh sunset. Cole nailed Orange with a Panama sunrise, but Orange kicked out of the pen attempt. Cole then Cole and Baker moved to the time 
housekeeper's table just outside the ring. Cassidy tried a Superman punch on Cole, but Cole ducked. Orange tried to uh, pump the brakes, but he accidentally collided with Britt. His momentum sent Britt crashing through the table. An enraged Cole hit a low blow on Orange, and then Cole dropped the boom enough to pin Orange Cassidy. Hey, man. It's a physical sport, and if you're going to be in a mixed tag team match, mm-hmm. things are going to happen. So, uh, absolutely. And casualties are what they are. Um, yeah, man. Sounds like a good match all the way around. Um, I know we've been waiting for this one because, you know, I've been wanting to see Britt Baker and Adam Cole together doing something. So, right. I think it's pretty cool. Um, I don't like the fact that they're full on heels, but it is what it is. Right, absolutely. All right, next up we had Alex Marvez backstage with the Inner Circles, Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz. Jericho, I don't care about Eddie Kingston, but then Ortiz uh, would say, Chris, with all due respect, maybe you don't care about Kingston, but we do. Santana would then say, and something Eddie said last week rang true, maybe next week we'll focus more on ourselves and less on you. Chris, do you feel me? Chris Jericho said, no, I don't feel you. Interesting. A little turmoil in the inner circle. Oh, yes, has been for weeks. Mm, sounds like it. Next, Alex Marvez then interviewed Adam Cole backstage. Cole, next Wednesday I propose it's Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy and anything goes lights out match. It's about time I ended your stupid career. Ooh. That's going to be an interesting match. I can't wait to see that one. It is. It's definitely going to be interesting to see how that one goes. All right, and finally, the match we've been all waiting for, CM Punk versus the chairman, Sean Spears. Are you ready? Let's do it, brother. Punk would charge at Spears and blasted him with a GTS. Punk would then pierce, uh, pin Spears. MJF, like a snake in the grass, snuck into the ring. Punk turned around just in time. Punk grabbed MJF by the scarf, but MJF would bail out once again. <laughs> An easy win for CM Punk. Right? I thought the chairman was going to knock the rust right off of CM Punk for that seven-year absence from wrestling. Looks like it shows Warlow is uh, still the better of the two men. Better watch out. You're, you're making his ego get a little bit bigger every time somebody loses to CM Punk. Right, because at least Wardlow had pretty much Punk won. He had him He had him beat, but had a win there, MJF but. screwed him over with it. All right. All right, next up, Billy Gunn and commandeered a backstage camera. Christian Cage was walking into the arena. Billy said his boys in the gun club deserved a match against the AEW Tag Team Champions Jurassic Express. Christian Cage told Billy Gunn that the boy, that his boys need to make a statement and then they can talk. Austin and Colton ambushed Christian Cage and mugged him, hurling him into a loading dock door. Well, well he said he wanted a made. statement. Statement made. Yeah. Christian, when you ask for something... <laughs> ask and you shall receive. It's not always a good thing when you <laughs> ask about making a statement because that crap happened. Alright, next up we have the TNT champion, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and his return to the ring. Yeah, right, so Cody pulled the ladder out from beneath the ring and set it up in the middle of the ring. Cody Rhodes, what do you guys want to talk about? I'm reminded from the last match about the man who sat on the ramp and gave one of the most important speeches of our life. There's a first hint of a revolution. I'm talking about CM Punk and the pipe bomb. Somebody told me to save that, save this promo, but I'm honestly not sure I'll get a chance, so I'm going to do it now. In that interview, CM Punk laid out a map and listed things that were taboo. Going to New Japan, working for Ring of Honor, tagging, 
tagging with the Young Bucks. He didn't do those things, but as fate would have it, he would eventually wind up here of what Pro Wrestling Illustrated called the comeback of the year. So this is the comeback of the decade. We're all having it and loving it. Or we're all living it and loving it, sorry. But in the absence and void that CM Punk left behind, someone did did each and every one of those things. I did them. I held every grain of, rev, of the revolution in my hands, and each and every one of you cheered. You want to ask why I don't? I won't turn heel? It's because you cheered me when I needed it most. People talk about the forbidden door. It's a proper noun. It's a vernacular. Check the receipts. Check the dates. Before the, there was a forbidden door, I was the one that built it. And I'm... And I'm gone for two weeks, and I see the Young Bucks last week in the opening segment almost started the Monday Night War all over Monday Night Wars all over again. And then my friend Ricky Starks gets into a tiff with Jay Lethal. Word to the wise: you don't kick out of the lethal injection. Avoid, avoid, avoid. And Malachi Black, a guy who added who added losses to my career, and I hate to lose. And he got help. And if you come to AEW and call yourself Brody, you've got balls. I'll let you, but I'll let you know in eight years when I when that kid grow uh, when that kid shows up. I think it's pretty clear uh, what we do. I know Tony Khan sent a contract to me and Sammy Guevara. Beach break two titles. Sammy Guevara. What do you say? Oof. Man, he he's calling out the whole roster on that one, dude. Yep, definitely was. And. Uh... You know what? I mean, he has every right to. He is the TNT champion, so. TNT champion with the interim champion running around. <laughs> Sammy Guevara. Yeah. And now it looks like they're going to re um, square off like we kind of figured was probably going to happen. But they're going to have to determine a true TNT champion. Which we already know who the true champion is, but you know, Sammy Guevara is not going to. He's not going to let it down, dude. So no. we, we've, we've got to settle this. Absolutely. What I find interesting most of all is the fact that there was, it's been rumored going around that uh, he's working without a contract right now in Cody Rhodes, which I find interesting to say the least because it's like, why is he working? Since the end of the year, basically, end of last year, he's been basically working without a contract. I'm like, how does that even work since he's the VP of the company? He's got a contract. It's just his wrestling contract is probably like. Kind of like Brock Lesnar, you're a free agent. You're free to do whatever you want. Just saying, would it be a surprise if he showed up at the Royal Rumble later this month? I doubt he'll show up. It'd be be interesting. It'd be interesting. It'd be something that would be talked about. Kind of make you wonder about things. All right. It does, because, I mean, there's been some rumors... Uh, rumors going around that AEW and WWE are in the talks of doing events together, so I don't know. Right. So we'll see what happens, especially when you got that forbidden door kind of being pushed open by WWE, you know, because of, uh, you know, uh, Mickey James making her return for the Women's Royal, uh, Royal Rumble, and she's already claimed that she will be wearing the Women's Impact title. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So, it's going to be really fun to watch. Definitely. All right, so backstage, Tony Schiavone was with the TBS champion, Jay Cargill and Anna Jay. Schiavone notified us that Anna Jay had accept, or has accepted Jay Cargill's open challenge. Anna Jay, I wrapped barbed wire around my arm just to win a match. I'll do whatever it takes to win a match. Will you? 
that was basically all they had for that. I don't know why they threw that in there without a little bit more than just that. It was weird. It was a quick little interview. I I guess so. All right, next up, the House of Black, Malachi Black, and Brody King taking on the Varsity Blondes, Griff Garrison, and Brian Pillman Jr. with Julia Hart. Black and Brody used quick tags to storm uh, Griff with an onsault, uh, onslaught sorry, of offense. Pillman would tag in was about to go for a springboard dropkick, but Pillman questioned his confidence and stepped down. Brody ran out, ran to the outside of the ring and ran Griff's head into the ring steps. Back in the ring, Malachi Black and Brody King dismantled Pillman with a double team, with a double team Dante's Inferno, and then pinned him. Pac appeared on the big screen. He was wearing a blindfold. House of Black, I'm going to make a martyr out of you. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. So, what's with Pillman, though? He's got, uh, he's lacking confidence in his abilities now, huh? Well, when Malachi Black gets inside your head, brother, you never know what's going to happen, man. Evidently. It's not good for uh, Varsity Blondes to have one of your guys kind of doubting himself. Especially the one that uh, actually has the lineage that he does. True. All right, next up, Brandon Cutler was backstage with Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero. Rocky, I just got back from Japan and I'm feeling nostalgic. I was thinking we were we are the guys to beat the Young Bucks. Uh, Rapongi Vice reunites for one night this Friday to face the Bucks. What the heck is Rapongi Vice? I guess that's the name of their tag team. I guess. Maybe from the city they're from, I guess. Rapongi something. Because, you know, I get the vice because it's a playoff Miami vice. But, anyways, next up we had the uh, Murder uh, murder Hawk Monster Lance Archer with Dan Lambert and Jake the Snake Roberts taking on Frankie Kazarian. Kazarian, sorry. Said it wrong. <laughs> Archer would club Kaz with a big elbow strike. Kazarian fired back with knee strikes and then a basement drop kick. Archer chopped away at uh, Kaz's chest. Archer then stepped on Frankie, putting all of his weight on him and laughed. Archer stomped a mud hole into Kaz in the corner. Archer then suplexed Kazarian halfway across the ring. Frankie would duck one lariat, but the Archer caught him with a second one. Oh, but then Archer. Sorry, I said the Archer. My bad. Archer then sent Kazarian uh, sternum first into the turnbuckles. Archer attempted a choke slam, but Frankie flipped out of it. Kaz used a flying forearm on Lance Archer. Archer propped Kaz on the top turnbuckle, looking for a blackout. Kaz fought out of it, though, hammering down on the neck of Archer. Kaz knocked Archer down with a missile drop kick. Kaz caught Archer with a face leg drop in the middle of... on the face with, the, with a leg drop in the middle of the rope. Uh, Kaz rammed his knee into Archer's spine. Archer then turned around and chokeslammed Kazarian. Uh, and then he pulled the ripcord into the helicoaster. Uh, and then Archer pinned Frankie after a blackout. Yeah, man. Um... The murder hawk is is a badass, and poor Frank Frankie Kazarian just kind of was the victim of his uh, his demise. Absolutely. All right, uh, let's see here. Tony Giovanni entered the ring to interview Dan Lambert, saying he doesn't understand this relationship. Archer, you don't need to understand this. Understand this, Tony. Adam Hangman Page isn't old enough. You're not mentally, physically prepared for this monster. Even enough of this cowboy bullshit, I'm going to show you what I'm going to do. 
Then Archer grabbed Kazarian and was about to choke slam him into onto the steel ramp, but the AEW World Champion uh, Hangman Adam Page came to the answer the challenge. Page and Archer Archer started blasting uh, one another with live rounds. Hangman rocked Archer with his cowboy boot. Archer blocked the buckshot lariat, but Hangman knocked Archer over the top rope and out of the ring. So fired shot, man. Mm-hmm. Crazy, brother. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good match between those two. Absolutely. It's going to be interesting because this is going to be a real tough challenge for the world champion. That it is. Because we've seen Archer, and <laughs> he is He's badass. a big, scary dude. Yeah. To say the least. <laughs> it's going to be nuts. It's going to be very interesting, too. All right. Alex Marvez was backstage with Dante Martin, Matt Seidel, and Lee Moriarty. Lee Moriarty would say, Dante, you've watched our backs from Team Taz. Until your brother returns, we'll do the same for you. Okay. There's some camaraderie there. All right. All right. Tony Schiavone, though, was backstage with Chris Statlander and Red Velvet. Legit Layla interrupted the interview. You've become so selfish, you've cost me thousands of dollars. You've cost Red thousands of dollars. Red Velvet told Layla to relax, but it was just miscommunication. Layla then attacked Red Velvet and then put Chris in an arm bar submission. Yeesh. Yeesh. What is with these, these women fighting so much? I don't know. They just like to fight, I guess. Crazy. Right? It's kind of nice. <laughs> right. I like fighting women. It's fun. Cat fights, brown. Claws out. <laughs> Paws out, claws out, right? <laughs> the Professor Serena D took on Sky Blue. D would grab a headlock on Blue. She hit Blue with a shoulder tackle. Blue would fire back with a forearm. Deeb swept out Blue's legs and catapulted her face uh, throat first into the bottom rope. Deeb followed that up with a swinging net breaker. Then Deeb planted Sky Blue with the Deep Talks. Deep tore Sky Blue in half with a serenity lock until Blue had to tap out. Serena Deeb is just crazy, dude. Alright. She's been on her roll the past couple weeks. Kicking ass and man, woo. Future AEW women's title or TNT champion holder? Or or TBS, TBS sorry. champion holder. Yeah. In her future, possibly? Yeah, so. definitely, definitely possible, man. Definitely possible. Craziness going on up there. All right, next up, backstage, Dan Lambert was with the men of the year. All ego, Ethan Page would challenge Moxley to a match on Rampage. <laughs> He's really wanting to step into the, that jungle. Yeah, you don't want to mess with the wild thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, Matt Hardy was backstage with HFO and Andrade. Hardy said he sold fifty-one percent of the HFO to Andrade, and from now, from this day on, they'll be known as a HFO. Hardy and Darby Harvey, Hardy then said Darby Allen better smarten up and come work for a HFO. How dumb! Right. Um, I just, I don't like it. Um, I think Matt Hardy is just kind of swimming, dude. He's not really doing much in the company, and I, I don't like it. I would rather see Matt Hardy as the broken Matt Hardy. Well, you know, maybe he's just abiding his time now because Brother Nero may be coming soon. Yeah, but then what? Then everything you've done for the past six months means shit because you're just going to drop it. And you're okay with that because if you get the broken Matt Hardy, who cares? True. 
and Brother Nero. True. Or, as he's been trying to say, that he was trying to bring to WWE, and maybe we'll be able to allow it to with AEW. Willow. Willow. So, Willow and Broken Hearted. Yes. So, I mean, either way, if we get the Hardy Boys back, I'm just saying. So happy. Yep. And it wouldn't matter if Matt, it wouldn't matter if Jeff Hardy went to Impact. Because think about it. That forbidden door has already been opened, so. True. So. But I'm just saying. They could still. Working together on a weekly basis would be a lot easier. Oh, yeah. For everybody. It's just weird not having the Hardy Boys together. It is, and now Hardy's kind of... He's weird. Yeah. Is it is it weird that I think now he's more weird as being Money Matt Hardy than I thought he was as Broken Matt Hardy? Yeah, it's kind of weird and arrogant and just dumb, to be honest. I don't like it. Yeah. Of course, if we ever try to say that to his face, a twist of fate just is in our future. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I might say it just so I can see if he'll do it. You're going to have to be standing for that one. I don't think going to do it to you in your wheelchair. Why not? At least the fall would be uh, not as bad. What are you talking about? You'd be going forward. Still wouldn't be as bad. Uh, he'd have to pull you pretty far. You might not like that. <laughs> Anyways, next up we have the main event. Sting and Darby Allen taking on the Acclaims. Matt Caster, or Max, sorry, and Anthony Bowen. See, you got Matt on the brain now. Called Max Matt. <laughs> Anyways. The Acclaim would ambush Sting and Darby before the bell even rang. Bones and Caster wrapped a steel chair around Darby's neck and then rammed him into the steel ring post. Ref, uh, Bryce Remsburg called for the doctor to check on Darby. Darby was helped to the back. Sting took out Anthony Bones inside the ring while keeping Mac Ca- Max Caster isolated on the floor. Sting sent Caster and Bones into the steel ring steps. Sting tried for the Stinger splash, but Bones removed the turnbuckle pad from the corner. They uh, double suplexed Sting. Bowens rocked Sting in the fist by smashing the boombox into him. Caster then stood on top of the steel steps, but Darby flew out of nowhere and tackled Max. Darby went tag in and nailed the acclaim with a coffin drop to the outside. Darby hit the red uh, code red sorry, on Caster for a near fall. Darby coffin splashed Caster twice. Darby then tried for a hanging guillotine on Caster, but Caster carried Darby over and tagged Bowens. After a slam from Bowens, Caster hit the mic drop on Darby. Sting broke up the pin attempt, then Sting jumped off the ramp and splashed Caster through a table. Bones ran to the top turnbuckle and he expo- that he exposed earlier. Darby found his mark with a coffin drop and pinned Bones. So a little bit of a, a little bit of a, you know, heart attack there. I'm just thinking something happened to him. He comes back and gets the W. That's what's up. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And again, it's just going to irritate. And I me. don't like the acclaim, so it's okay. Right. We don't. I think they're they're dumb and overrated and and on Rampage they did this little cut scene where where they did a uh, music video where they were picking on Sting and Darby Allen and I was just like this is just flat out retarded, right? So and then it just sits there and kills me about how long Sting has possibly been healthy still and we could have had Sting Undertaker at WrestleMania. But, you know, and there's that. You said that last time we did this. I don't care. It still makes me mad. Because <laughs> now look at him. He did half the match without Darby. Yeah. 
Because, you know, at first it's kind of like, well, Darby is kind of doing a lot of the work. You know, then they had him and CM Punk and Darby. So Punk and Darby kind of did most of the work. But then to see him actually do this whole match without, well, not whole match, but most of the match without Darby. And it's just like, ah, you're making me sadder, WWE. <laughs> Oh yeah, and Sting, you're making me sad. And now Undertaker's full on retired, so there's no way we're gonna get that match. <laughs> yep, there's, there's certain things about wrestling that just still piss me off. Especially when it comes to that WWE brand that we get to talk about tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, man, this was another good episode. It Rampage was. and Dynamite, once again, pretty nuts. Crazy. Love it. And ending, of course, in tag team fashion. As usual. <laughs> Why not? It's the way things go. Right? It's, how you, it's just what happens. So, Gotta love AEW. I love how they at least respect their tag division. Yes. Where sometimes it doesn't seem like the other one respects their tag team divisions at all. At all, yeah. So, it's kind of a refreshing course of action. So, I can't wait to see what happens. I'm looking forward to this beach bash between Rhodes and uh, Sammy Guevara. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Rampage from the return of Moxley into the ring and uh, in action in the ring. So, that's going to be fun. Yeah, I can't wait to see that because he's just looking better. I want to see how he does in the ring. Mm -hmm. I want to see, you know, does he get real red? Does he, because, you know... Yeah. Before all this, he didn't really get red. He he looked like he sweat his ass off, but right. He did, you know, there was really something wrong with him. It's good to see him doing good. Definitely. All right, man. So that does it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking sports. sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at Sports Talk dot Cooper dot Big Man. Or you can email us at Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. That's Sports Talk. W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, big man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.